Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I don't know shit about fuck. Dude, right. I like sucking. Legit bad podcast. P and Co. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Costco. I love you. Penis. Hey, welcome back to Legit Bat, everyone out there in internet land. We had Andy Rouse of the Deep Share. We've been doing a lot of shows with him lately. Uh, really love talking to this guy. Super fun. We always have great talks. Uh, we talked a little bit about kind of some flat earth type shit and the moon and I don't know. We always go all over the place, but it's fun. We enjoy it. I wanted to give a quick shout out to the homie Matt, who started a new podcast called The Great Deception Podcast. You can find it, uh, I believe, right now. I think it's just on Anchor. I haven't been able to find it on Apple, but give it a check. He has one episode out so far. I know this dude's going to do great. He was on a show with us actually too, a couple a couple weeks ago. Uh, what else? Oh, I wanted to give a shout out to our newest patron, who is also Matt. So thanks, Matt. Matt and Terry, two, two of the newest patrons. And if you... If you like tossing a couple bucks our way, it's patreon.com slash legitbatpodcast, or you can just go over and subscribe at Rockfin, get the uh, exclusives over there and the videos of most of our shows, uh, or you can just keep listening to the free show too. We don't mind that. Why not? We do it for free. Fuck it. But uh, enjoy the chat. We will catch you again next time. We're going to be having uh, Tony Merkel on soon. Uh, and I hate giving away the, the calendar though, because half the time people cancel or, you know, shit happens, so... Just stay, stay tuned. There'll be shows coming out. All right. Talk to you later. So, welcome back to the Deep Share. And I'm here with my friends from Legit Bat. What's up, guys? How's hey, it going? Hey. 
So Ben's uh, being weird already. Cool. <laughs> that's as he should be. This is a place to be weird. Yeah. It's the deep weird. <laughs> Let your freak flag fly. So, um, you know, I so I was telling these guys before we started recording, we're just shooting the shit, nothing planned really. But I did have something really interesting to show you guys right off the bat. A video I saw today on the Instagrams that really freaked me out. And it could be totally fake. I could just be drifting off into Never Never Land. You know what I mean? But I wanted to get your take on it. So I'm going to share this screen with you. And for those not watching, there's just nothing you can do. Just, Except I have to remember how to share my screen. <laughs> just listen, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, exactly. But guys, I totally forgot to. Sh- I don't know how to share my screen. <laughs> uh, it's that green the, button right in the middle, dude. It says share screen. It's the one that's literally it. staring at me. That one. Yeah, All yeah. Right, it's, I'm gonna, it's. I'm gonna the do one that. that's lit up. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Sweet. Where is it? Right here. Okay. Share technology. I figured it out. (laughs) Okay, you guys see this? All right, so the setup is this guy doesn't know if this is real or not, and neither do I. But it's supposedly a picture of the moon, but it's from a perspective of people way close to the where the firmament supposedly is. So... Apparently, the moon would look way closer or something like that. That's what this logic is here anyway. But check it out and tell me what you think. You ready for this? Do it. Yep. Can you full screen that? I wish I could. I mean, I could try. That's as big as it gets. What about the little box right there down right beneath the Oh, there. The yeah, that would, that would probably do it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm That's right. apparently computer <laughs> illiterate tonight. <laughs> Oh, so that's why you said, sorry for the people not watching, because you can't hear anything. Gotcha. (laughs) Wait, can you not hear anything either in the video? Is there supposed to be? Well, there's really just wind anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. Oh, perfect. Now, why? what's the, I I, I didn't see the comment. Why does it say Antarctica, Antarctica, but uh, it's of the Supposedly, this is taken from somewhere on Antarctica that we're not supposed to be allowed to go. And supposedly, the theory is that it's right at the corner or edge of the flat plain next to the firmament. So things, I guess, would be much closer or something. Gotcha. Do you oh, think this it. is total garbage? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to even tell. It's hard to tell what's even being shown, but it seems like uh, they're spending a very long time trying to get details in there. I don't yeah. Know. It's it that, looks like, like they're making a very sincere effort to show something. It's that classic, you know, here's something weird, but we chose the shittiest camera we could ever find to do it. But if they're right. in a weird compromised position, I get why they would have a shitty camera, but... Or maybe they're using their phone and it's on Zoom. It looks very pixely, but it does look it fucking does. weird. That's insane. It, it looks really like does. it's about to crash into the earth. It looks like it's right there. I mean, it looks like you could fly right up to it. It doesn't look round. It right. looks like half of a half of a fucking thing. It looks like a good or reason to make a, makes it. It's a good reason to make planes not allowed to fly over Antarctica. <laughs> Yeah, whatever it might be. I don't know. Like, I guess this could be. I'm always looking at videos like this, trying to figure out how in the world they would have 
like faked something like this? Because well, you're clearly outside. I mean, I guess with good Adobe Premiere skills, perhaps, right? Well, the other question is, is that if it was that close, yeah, even if they're on Antarctica in a spot that they're not supposed to be, right? The magnetism alone would have caused some massive tsunamis. Right. What? Yeah. That's what? that's true. Well, I mean, the fact that they spell it wrong also a red flag to me. Can you what? say that again? I, I know we just glitched out for a sec. That was weird. Um, <laughs> we did. Uh, I said the fact that they spelled Antarctica wrong is a huge red flag to me. Yeah. Massive red well, flag. Well, I mean, I don't. I would. I would think that at least it's not the uh, the person that took the video that made the Instagram page. Maybe that's what maybe I always think. Maybe he's like yeah. dead somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> I always think. And his retarded see, cousin uh, found it and was like, "I gotta get this out." Whenever I see weird videos like that, which like weird stuff like misspellings, I think it's the reposter, probably not the original person who took the video. But could be wrong. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and my thing is, is that with how fuzzy and zoomed in the footage was. So they've been doing this thing for quite a while now where people are doing crazy things and they'll purposely put something that's a time continuum in the background to show that it's in real time. The problem is, is that it's not real. They're green screening <clears throat> amongst oh, okay. other things. My, Whenever I see a video like that, that's like, you notice how they accidentally kind of shook it down over to where like that fence was at mm -hmm. to give you some perspective that that to me is like, mm, that seemed a little planned. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Did you look I don't up like any to buy into those kinds of videos anyway? Not yet. No, I wanted, I wanted to take, get your takes on it before I even bothered wasting my time. Aww. You know, got to get the weird, community's though, like... advice. That that kind of thing, like it's the same as watching CNN or something. You don't know what to fucking believe. So, right, it applies right. to everything. That's why right. the people that go super hard into sorry flat earthers, like I'm not quite on board yet. I don't think we we are where we're. I'm told close. We are. I I would actually say kind of close. I don't know yet, but you can't <laughs> you can't go. I'm so close. Super I've actually hard. been. Uh... Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, you can't go super hard no in one direction friends. and then criticize the other direction that was fake info. or You, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you got to look at all of it right. still and don't just be like, no, the Earth is definitely flat. I know this because of videos I've watched. Like, no, go prove it to yourself. <laughs> go, go out there and find the fucking firmament. Like, get some balls. I wish I had money to do this. I would do it myself. I'd go to Antarctica and touch the firmament because it... Uh, it should be down at least it's like probably a, probably a ways past the antarctic uh ice wall or as david weiss says the shore it's not a wall not a wall mm. he gets very upset anyway guys... ben sorry i yeah. oh, oh um after watching those videos from duder that did the two documentaries uh <laughs> i've actually been arguing with Lene about this because she's very very critical of the idea of flat earth um, for all of the reasons that make sense why we all aren't on board completely. Yeah. But my thing is too, is that I'm like, however, these documentaries in particular explain it. Like I've never seen it explained. I'm not saying I believe it. What I'm saying is, is that 
you have two sides, helio heliocentric and flat Earth. I'm right here in the middle because all I can do now is with that evidence is get in the middle and go, okay, somebody's lying. It could be both sides. But all I know is, is that we haven't been told the truth. And now I'm just wondering with a stick up my butt what the truth is. And I'm not saying it's either one. I'm not discrediting either one. I, for all I fucking know, it's a mixture of the two. I don't fucking know. Like That's maybe it's a bubble. I think a lot of people are there right now. And that might be by design, too, though. It's a, it's a state of confusion. Uh, confusion and not knowing, and they're playing Dysphoria. both sides. You know? I just found that video inside of another video that's longer, so it might be a little bit more Ooh. informative. You can send Good it to you. Good work, Jen. Excellent. <laughs> so, I mean, who YouTube? knows, right? Yeah. We could probably pull you it can, up. Email it you can you. always count on Jen for sources. Well, Good. I did not listen to this video, so it might be fucking stupid. But <laughs> it could be a little, look at our clay but animation. It's eleven minute long. <laughs> I mean, look at the long. shows we do. Right. We're kind of fucking stupid. Not you, Andy. You're great. We're fucking retarded. Know. Sorry. Oh come on, we're all in it together. We're all just coming at this from our own independent angles, and none of us know what what's going on. I mean, we're all just time... coming from this from our own retarded shoreline. <laughs> there you go, man. I mean, every every other month, I'm. Sp- spiraling back to shit i used to think i knew and right? looking at it in a different way and that's how it's supposed to be you know i i think i think it's just well, a constant ever unfolding you know that's the thing is that with it this entire fucking year and you know i said it all the, all throughout the year as it went on mostly after the first of the year when we had been doing this long enough to have enough guests on with weight and rapport to actually, again, get me in the middle. It was the biggest thing that I've said about this podcast is I'm not saying I believe any of the conspiracy theories or things that I've heard. What I'm saying is I am now open to the idea that these are plausible, which is huge for me. I'm usually a very closed door. This is what I believe. I stand firm on that. And that's all been shaken this year. So the more that that happens, the more I go, I don't know shit. And (laughs) that, that, alone to be able to admit that is like i'm just a i'm just fucking you just cut out any of this is and i don't know which way's up hell yeah man okay we found it just fine you want me to share (laughs) sure yeah why not all right let's do it uh oh yeah ben i totally agree i'm right on the same page man (laughs) like what like bring it all out i want both sides i want everything on the table at once you know I know. I wish it was that clear, too. I wish that there was something that we could do to yeah. definitively tie something together to be like, look, I don't know the details, but I know the basis. I know this is factual. This is now the direction that we should go. But, you know, it's, it's tough. That's how it's research is, though. That's research. Exactly, you but- do your own research, do your own experiments. I feel like over the years, for me, the research has literally double helixed me around from like one side of something to another it's crazy man like the kabbalah for instance it's like is it evil no it's not it's not evil oh it totally started as evil no it didn't like back and forth like religion itself did it's yeah it's just like a constant duality going back and forth over the years but maybe that's just me and i'm crazy (laughs) it could be i mean that it seems kind of planned that they would you know it's another divide and conquer divide and conquer tactic that before religion divides people what yeah no but before you start this i was going to add to that is i think uh the more that that happens the more that it's like what is actually going on i 
the more I go, you know what? Um, I don't really think, I, I think a lot of things started out good. And by either the telephone game of generations or, uh, you know, just straight up lies that we get told, all of that has kind of shifted on purpose, not because either one of them are completely true, but because that is the confusion. It's like, we want you to be exactly what Joe said in the middle, not knowing, not knowing right. which one is right. Makes sense. Cause you're a man with no country that way. Mm -hmm. And no, I, I totally, fight. you know, not to hold this up again, but like, I'm literally a man with no country in this country right now, because like, you know, talking to people like Clint Richardson and then, you know, following up on the work he did, it's like, Oh, okay. So he's telling the truth. He did his research. The whole legal system is a fraud. It's Absolutely. unbelievable. And it's like, okay, so you go back to these things or you look at 1870 and 1871 and you find out, oh, our capital is its own sovereign nation with its, and it's a corporation and all that. And it's just all of that is factual and it's just laid out there, but I'm stuck here and I've been born into it my whole life. It's like man without a country standing in the damn country. It's, it's like all of us pretty much. Yeah. And pretty soon we won't even have the choice to leave. I mean, look at fucking Australia right now, not to go into row row talk. Well, <laughs> yeah. We don't want to go negative anyway, but like, cause we're, we're hoping that we'll, you know, I'm seeing a lot of good protests out there and a lot of people like fucking, you know, just not standing down, but I don't know how far that's going to get us. They say right. we need nukes. Right. And <laughs> F F 15s. <laughs> well, and, and, and they end up, yeah, they end up standing. But the problem is, is that we live in an age where everything is at your fingertips. Well, the problem with that is that they control what is at your fingertips. So right. it ends up being that you don't know that any of these people are taking a stand unless you actively search it out. And even still, you're not sure if you can trust it. It's like, yeah. it's like, fuck, dude. Like, I know there's people out there fighting for what I would believe is right. But you don't fucking hear about it because they don't want you to fucking hear about it. Right. It's just like with Canada passing the like the, the law about uh, something about censorship is is passing in the dark late last night or something they oh, always shit. do that shit Some at night it's crazy yeah yep. oh, wake up to a new one yeah it was Go sad ahead, too yeah let's all right yeah. so i'm i switched to setting real quick to hopefully if, if there's any sound you can hear it if not i'm sorry we'll just narrate what we're saying but let me know <laughs> oh or we'll okay. fill in the this blanks is a like fair Mystery use copyright theater. disclaimer oh well okay okay so also I actually can't even hear it, so okay. But um, <laughs> it's also an eleven-minute video. So, yeah, so this long. beginning scene is definitely part of. So I just started halfway through. On, oh, it's only four minutes. Yeah, this is the one I showed you. I just started halfway through. Oh, okay. Oh man, sorry to kill the fun. Oh, <laughs> no, no it, well, this one's eleven minutes, so it does have extra content. Oh, this but... one's eleven. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah it, it, I think they're screen. Okay, so that's the same thing. And yeah. then they did the replay a little bit slower, which honestly didn't really give us much more. I I wish I could hear what the fuck they were saying. Let me switch the setting again, real quick. Sorry. It's all good. And this is the best kind of radio. People want to hear that behind the scenes grittiness, you know what I mean? The Antarctic um, <laughs> Can you hear it now? Uh, area or Antarctica. Yes. We okay. uh, know that the Antarct Antarctica is um, steeped in mystery and it is forbidden for us to travel to Antarctica 
va vacation there or, you know, you can't do anything. Uh, you can't go to Antarctica, basically. And so it is uh, under the control of the governments of the world. I believe I was looking at uh, anywhere from 40 to uh, 50, I believe 60 uh, governments now have taken part in the Antarctic Treaty. Quick note, they actually spelled Antarctic correct on this one, so that's good. And here they are. And uh, this uh, cuts off the territory of Antarctica. Uh, and um, it is uh, something that was entered into or enforced and uh, reinforced, I guess, back uh, introduced in 61, uh, according to what we're reading here. Um, so, you know, we know Antarctica is an area that is very mysterious because, again, Admiral Byrd said that when he went there, there were many mysteries uh, to Antarctica, including the hollow earth and all. What? If you're not hey guys, watching the video to this, fucking check I'm it out. I'm really sorry to do this. I'll be right back. My wife's giving me a call. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, go for it. Okay, right, right back. So they're just showing some random pictures that are definitely not real. They're CGI, but you know, I'm going to see, see where this goes. Yeah, I like the Assassin's Creed you one. Know, before we had censorship over our newspapers, you would be able to get certain news like this all the time. But uh, because now nowadays... The news is so heavily censored, you have to go back into, um, uh, actually I have to dig dig this stuff up to find these uh, stories. But again, these uh, creatures live under the earth. And um, uh, that's, again, that's why the scripture tells us we shall not make any graven images of any creatures, what the Bible calls the heavens, or what we call outer space. We shall not make any graven image, images of those creatures neither of the creatures that live beneath the earth, uh, we shouldn't do that neither. And so uh, this surveyor uh, in 1934 dug all the way down under the ground and found these uh, shafts and found these incredible uh, sites with gold and treasures in them and uh, living quarters where the uh, uh, reptiles lived, where the uh, lizard people the net was in 1934. All, all of the things that uh, he came back saying about uh, the, the area uh, when he traveled beyond the ice wall, uh, the ice wall, he uh, got so far out and beyond the ice wall, there, there is an area in which it just absolutely turns green and lush. And there's a forest beyond there. So um, uh, some kind of way mysteriously uh, the at the end of the world, there is more land, according to Admiral Byrd, uh, that needs to be explored, and it's rich in minerals and deposits uh, of all sorts. And so, you know, um, we don't know the nature of the world in which we live. We can only look at what God has said, and God said that we live in a world in which um, the sun is moving, the moon is moving across the earth, and that uh, we are on a... Um, flat plane and that in other words when I just talked to you about that the other night about the scriptures that support the fact that God um, caused the caused the land to rise up above the sea and he stretched out the land like a carpet up on uh, the waters and actually land is floating on top of the water and the land he called earth 
and uh, the seas were in a totally different category. So the, according to the Bible, the earth is not water and land together. The earth, meaning that it's not a globe, but the earth is uh, one thing and the uh, waters is another. So uh, the earth is the land and the waters are just the waters. That's what they were in the very beginning before the creation. And so the waters were not created uh, at the same time when the land was created. Land was created and God called the land earth, but uh, the water uh, was already there because the Spirit of the Lord hovered above the face of the deep. And so, um, anyway, I want to investigate this uh, video and I want you to take a look at it and you tell me what you think about it. Uh, you know, I thought it was pretty remarkable, but I'm just going to let you see it and then, uh, you know, we'll close out from there. So this is probably what we've seen already. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is. You can just skip past it and see what's happening. Yeah, it's just the same thing. So, video, but I, I have questions though. What like, the moon does. And so this is where the moon starts out, uh, right here near the dome, and then uh, proceeds from there. Now, according to the book of Enoch, which was actually included in the Bible, and uh, was eliminated from the Bible by um, the Sadducees um, around 300 years after Christ. These, uh, this book here, according to that book, uh, was originally part of the scriptures. And so in the 71st chapter of Enoch, it talks about that there are six gates, six gates that uh, the sun and the moon, I believe that's what I'm seeing here, uh, proceed from. And so there are gates uh, that uh, the sun comes out of a gate at the ends of the earth and returns to a gate at the end of the earth. And so also the moon uh, proceeds from a gate. And it says here in the same manner, it goes forth the first month by a great gate. And uh, it says it goes forth uh, of the six gates and the sun rises up out of the gates. And so it says here in ver verse 11, it says, and in the fourth gate through which the sun with the moon proceeds in the first part of it, there are 12 open windows from which uh, it issues out a flame and when they are opened at the, their proper period. And it talks about when the sun rises in heaven it goes forth through the fourth gate 30 days and by the fourth gate in the west of heaven on the level with its uh, it descends. And so uh, basically the, the, what it's saying here is that basically the, the sun and the moon travel through gates and uh, this is how the luminaries uh, move about. So, Okay, so quick question though. Uh, the flat earth model they were showing, if you're not watching the video, is the standard standard thing where it shows the dome and the sun and the moon kind of like trailing around the, the flat earth, you know? So why does the moon look like that from the edge of the firmament? Why does it look like it's poking out through the firmament? Yeah, you know I, mean? I don't follow that either. 
Like it, they're the both, video, they're floating around, but in, um, so, sorry. Anyway, you let me know. But yeah, they're floating okay, around, but apparently the moon's massive and just kind of like slightly poking out the firmament. So that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm not really sure where that now. Now I'm completely just <laughs> discrediting it altogether. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't know where they would have gotten. What, where's the motivation anyway? Like some of it seems unreasonable, but I mean, unless it's purposeful disinformation, maybe. That book of Enoch shit is interesting though. I mm-hmm. I don't think I've mm-hmm. read that one. I have the Nagamati, but I don't know if the book of Enoch is in there. I'll have to check. I've I've read through some of it, but that's a if you want to feel st- either stupid or really smart, go read that cuz that's that's an insane thing to read cuz it's like excluded books from the Bible even for people who know the Bible to read those, it totally turns everything on its head, which makes sense why they oh, were yeah. excluded, you know. Gnosticism the runaway cult is what they're called kind of, but it's clearly not. It's like the opposite. <laughs> it's like heretics. they were the original version. Yep. That's always how it goes. We're all heretics, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're going I was always curious, like what, um, you know, you look at all these ancient stories. It's like, where did it start where we were like, maybe we should give this credence because they, there's so much metaphor about the heavens that we, we don't know ourselves. And yet we read it in our ancient texts in these metaphoric language, in this metaphoric language. And we kind of just go, so if they are talking about this and they're, they're applying it here to like flat earth and we apply like their symbolism to so many things. And it's weird because it's like, how do we even know that we're, we have the right reference, the right, the right frame of reference to judge these metaphors at all. You know what I mean? I think that's how religion started. They're like, I think this metaphor means this. It is. And then people just. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. We fall in love with the symbol. Well, you, well, fall in love with an, you fall in love with an anchor that explains something you didn't know. And so when somebody can finally explain it and go, yeah, this is what it this is what it is. I fucking know. Then you go, oh, OK, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you can't trust anything. Like we were talking about, you can't trust anything you read because you haven't experienced it yourself. And that's the uh, I talked about talked a little bit about that with Miguel Connor from Aeon Byte about how doubting Thomas in the Bible was so bastardized because he doubted because he needed to see it himself. And that seems like a psyop to me straight out of the Bible because they're like, you don't doubt, you just believe what the fuck we tell you. You don't need to see blind faith. Yeah, just just believe the science or whatever you're believing in. Modern it, day Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we could go into scientism as a cult too, but people don't like that. Well, well, and I just found out the other day that one, like I saw this video. It's like a top ten craziest things ar- archaeologists have dug up. One of them was when they found King Tut's tomb in the early 1920s, um, which for me went. Oh, yeah. So they they found some like after watching those documentaries that that guy made, I'm like, oh, so uh, the next civilization after the Tartarian mudslide uh, found King Tut's tomb because there were hardly any people left. And they were like, Eureka, we found something. Um, They found a dagger. And when they found the dagger, they have assessed that it was roughly thirty three hundred years old to thirty five hundred years old. When they found it. Again, in a pyramid where shafts go directly to constellations all around the pyramid throughout the year, 
which also supports the idea of the North Pole and a flat Earth spinning around it. If all the stars were constant, it would always be in the same place around these shafts, so on and so forth. That particular dagger didn't have any rust on it. It had zero any kind of chemical uh, deterioration. It wasn't until recently that they went back to the dagger um, and did some uh, certain tests on the metal. And the metal was of stuff that isn't found on Earth. They mm. uh, ended up finding out that the blade was made from meteorite rock. Oh. And I'm all, oh, shit. So King Tut, who supposedly lived, you know, over three and a half thousand years ago, uh, which if, if the idea of uh, astrological signs and the idea of the flat Earth moving every sign every however so often i think the guy in the video said it was every 2400 years um they would have been in a different astrological sign at that moment which would have been an entirely different civilization if you believe that the ice wall is melting as it also freezes around the flat earth as kind of like we're in one spot of the major flat earth all of that kind of like coinc all of that coincides it all coincides with the idea that they were in one place and now we're in a different place and it alters as it goes around. Uh, they found the dagger that was made out of meteorite rock in a pyramid that looks at astrological signs. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, see, this is what makes me think we don't know shit. And that way smarter people with way, way more technological advances were, I mean, they picked their brain out out of their nose. I don't know if you've ever had a COVID fucking test. Um, close, right? It's pretty fucking close. And then on top of that, their mummies, which were, again, three and a half, you know, millenniums old, still had skin and hair follicles attached and fingernails and all of the stuff from the embalming tools that they use. And I'm like, we wouldn't have figured that out in the 1920s. We were shoving people into wood boxes and putting them six feet down and then tying a rope with a bell in case they did it prematurely and they were still alive. <laughs> Yeah. Like who gets into that kind of behavior? I don't know. When some extra level shit. <laughs> right. When you, but yet you're finding pyramids that are supposedly millenniums old with way more degree of symmetry and science than it taught us things. Like we are in 2021 and it's still considered a seventh wonder of the world for shit that we don't fucking know yeah. how it works. And I'm like, and you're going to tell me that you have the answers to everything else. I don't believe that. Well, in the seventies, they tried to, well, they did successfully move one of the statues or both of the statues of, I believe it's like Ramses the third or Ramses the second. And those are like 60 foot massive stone, solid thing. limestone yeah, shit. Crazy. Yeah. And it took them like two years to do that with modern cranes. <laughs> you know, over a shorter distance. So. Right. Then the where old... the limestone was found that supposedly these things are made out of. Yeah. 500 miles away. Right. In some cases, anyway, it's insane. So it's interesting. What do you guys think of the idea of like the, the sound frequency, the resonance sort of stuff? Have you heard about that? Where like, because honestly, up until then, I was still open minded to friggin ascended masters or aliens moving these things but like now that you see these videos out there where like you know sound and frequency can actually move objects and like make them lighter somehow have you seen this it's nuts yeah isn't like that the, yeah, the cymatics yeah that's there's a bunch of cool episodes on that i think uh 
Crow does a bunch of episodes on that stuff, but it it, mm-hmm. it is weird to see like when they do even the, the simple stuff with the sand on the plate, you know, that they yeah. right. they vibrate it with different sound and it makes all these Mandelas and stuff. There's something to that, like that. I don't understand why modern science isn't you know heavily looking at that. Maybe they are, and we just don't know. Yeah. That's you mean ki- you mean kind of like maybe they've been looking at UFOs since the 1940s and we finally found out. Found no, they out deny, deny, true. deny, and then they're like, "Yeah, no, we've totally been doing that." Obviously, and we're like, "Yeah, you're retarded." Yeah, we like, know. Oddly enough, actually, I've heard uh, recently that we've been technically looking into it behind closed doors since the late 1800s, and the thing is, is those closed doors and the, even the information that I got about that feels like it's handed out a little bit you know what i mean and i'm sure we think back to that late 1800s period yes. what else was going on right there it's... 1890 the summit 30 years after the 1860s where all the all of the photos are where nobody's alive now the children are 30 years old they meet at a summit they decide the fate of the worlds all of a sudden all of this shit starts happening 1890 was also when they started teaching heli- heliocentric uh world before that they were teaching flat earth so it's like all of these things start lining up at the end and middle of the 18th century. Like Joe and I have talked about it about how in, in Gen 2, I believe that you were there for that particular conversation, Jen, uh, where we were talking about like um, when when we watched it, it was more like we were getting a refresher course on a history lesson that we felt like we already fucking knew. And uh, yeah, I, I said I'm the right. same thing. I was yeah. like, it seems okay, like this yeah. is stuff we already know, but we just didn't know that it was da- deep down in our brain somewhere already. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to like the more that these weird, cause a lot of the stuff wasn't all put together, but the more that I start hearing things from uh, Corey Hughes and uh, you get into things like those documentaries, even if you don't believe that the earth is flat, you don't have to believe that the earth is flat to go wonky shit happened from about mm, 1850 to 1890. And then from 1890 on is where we have a whole lot more history written than we do prior to that. Everything else has been like handed down stories or things and monuments that were put up to tell a story about something that was actually done earlier. Well, look into the uh, lately the it kind of ties into that crazy documentary we watched. But the uh, the World's Fair, that's some weird shit. There's oh yeah apparently like it took you know two years to set up this World's Fair I think it was 1893, two years to set this up it's over like 680 acres or some shit and like some 200 buildings and they're all ornate fucking crazy Victorian looking buildings, and it took two years to do all that and then they just for a fair, it doesn't make right. any fucking sense and I don't know what to make of that because some of those buildings are so fucking ornate. And it's like you yeah. did all that just for a fair that lasted however long. I don't even know how long, but well, yeah, my thing was is his is his time frames of the supposed dates that they were built without the ability to do that even today with the tools that we have. So, right. like the first automated uh, tool was, I think he said, um, eight, uh, nineteen something, um, and before that it was all handheld. You also had motors, but they were not combined yet. And uh, Bosch, I believe, was the original one to make a uh, hand drill. And it took like two or three people to work. Um, But this idea. Uh, At this point in the show, we had technical difficulties with Zoom. 
So there was a bit of a pause that I edited out, and uh, then we just kept talking. So uh, that's what happened here. All right. I guess I'm going to be forced to upgrade. It's the first time that it's ever given me this, like, your meeting is going to end in 10 minutes. And I'm like, that's, the first that's time. not true. They're not going to do that. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've had this going for six months. They've never, it's never cut me off. Isn't it Weird. only with more than two guests? Do you usually oh, have more maybe. than two screens? If you have three, yeah. I think that's where it starts. Oh, yeah. It's free unlimited meetings for up to two guests. That, yeah, that makes sense. No, I was going to say, I, I've just... had it, I had it happen so much in the first couple episodes. I'm like, I guess I'm paying for Zoom now. Awesome. Yeah. Fucking sucks. I guess I'll cancel like four other bullshit subscriptions. We did the same you know? thing. We're like, okay, what can we cut down on? <laughs> yeah, seriously. God. So I sent one to Ben, too. Hopefully he... I, I he, told uh, him about it. He's prizes. aware of the, the Zoom thing, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I and it sucks too because it cut off right when he was in the middle of something. But you know, I love how you ignored it and you're like, back. that's not real. No way. <laughs> For so long, because I feel like I might have actually even seen that notice pop up and it still didn't do anything to me. So we got Zoom's... lucky one time and it said, Guess what? We're not gonna cut you off for this one. You can just keep going, but just as a warning, you're gonna get next time. It was and like we our like, first oh, time. Cool. I, I think we were talking to Monica and Brad from Prop Report too, and I was like, "Yes!" Oh, like it was nice. such oh, yeah. a win. <laughs> we're like, "What?" It's like, "Thanks, they. We really appreciate." Yeah, you. thank you, they TM. <laughs> <laughs> they TM. You always say that. <laughs> the they man. So, so I was looking uh, up. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was saying I was looking up this research. Ahead. I heard an awesome podcast a couple of years ago. Um. And they were going over all these studies where scientists levitated objects with sound. Um, so they started with, they levitated like a mouse and they levitated water and they were just levitating little things, but then they were trying to do big objects and it was like blasting their ears out. And then they figured out how to do it with like a smaller, well, it was like lower decibels and like a low enough like kilohertz range that we could we could tolerate it. It was barely tolerable, but we could tolerate it and they could lift big objects, but they can only move them in one dimension. So they can only move it like one way right now and then they have to stop and mm. then move the machine and then do it a different way. But they're trying to make it move multidimensionally, not dimensions like, like I want it to be. I want to go to it like, you know, the fifth dimension or whatever, but now <laughs> they're just talking about like up and down and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that tells me that clearly if that's possible, then the rest of it's possible too. For sure. I you think know, that, the pyramids were built that way 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to know how they, how, what system or what thing they use to make those sounds to lift those bricks. Like, what are they using trumpets or some weird, like, I'll have, Bose to, style, I'll have like, to study it thing? more. But I, I think that things like this are not mainstream on purpose. Just they're out there. They give us, they're like, yeah, you can read about it if you feel like it, but we're not going to put it in the news or talk about it a lot because that's what we're really working on right now. But it's out there. Until we start flooding it. Like once like an idea seems like if an idea is really legit, then it's going to catch on regardless eventually. And they know that and they kind of somehow are able to like prey on that, like really excellent salesmen and like market people you know what i mean yeah. because masters. it's we, they're all like that's a brilliant thing and it's never going to be stopped it can only be suppressed for a little bit until they accept it 
and they start form. Like I felt that way about alternative energy when I was younger, because I was all so excited. Like, why aren't we using geothermal energy and wind power and all this stuff? And I was so passionate about that kind of thing. And I was always told, oh, the market doesn't, you know, allow for competition like that when it has to compete with the big oil and blah, blah, blah. And then I see it all coming to fruition. I'm sure I'm not alone in my generation to feel like, yay, hooray. Yeah. But then, oh shit, you look what's behind it. And it's like, oh, none of this is good because they're just using it the wrong way. Again, they're just putting it into <laughs> their sure. old system. I think that, yeah, if we if those things are allowed to come out, I think it's like one of two things. So either it's because they've mastered it, they figured out how it works, and they're researching something else. And they're just like, okay, we're going to put this one out now. We'll just trickle it out. And we'll start researching this other thing that we they have no idea about, the people, the little mm. peons us. Or they let it out because they know that it's backed by something that is already functioning. Like oil helping with the wind power or whatever, you know, like or big right. oil money people that are investing in it. They're like, okay, we figured out a way to make it sustainable as far as capitalism goes. So it's just frustrating because I don't think that anything that comes out is something fantastic. They're going to squash it with saying that it's bullshit, uh, that it's not real, that it's fake, that it hurts the environment, and then it will never come out because the masses won't believe in it if it's something that's actually truly amazing. Oh, yeah. Did Ben jump back in? I don't know if he's he having did. problems. Oh, there <laughs> he just, is. I just oh, saw him go. pop in. I invited him from my end, so I wasn't sure if that works or not. But It worked. There oh, he hey, is. Buddy. He's returned. Yeah, I've been waiting in the lobby for like five minutes. Oh, oh we were God, just talking still. But yeah, where, sorry, buddy. Where did we leave off? <laughs> Fine. Do you remember your thought? Yeah, on man. The last yes, thing? I do. All right, go, go for, for it. it. Okay, so he created the first Bosch drill uh, when they combined the motor and the drill. You know, way later than any of these things, like the World's Fair and that entire glass building, which was supposedly erected and completed in six years before they had the ability of automatic glass presses. And it's all made out of glass, including arched glass, which is very hard to do. And I'm like, in six years, in six years, they mm -hmm. and then they supposedly removed it all and relocated the whole building. And I'm like, without any automatic tools, that isn't no, there's no fucking way. Like when he was talking about uh, the way that spires and domes and all that things work and the archways and transistors and the electrical things that uh correlated to it is i'm like see that actually makes a lot of sense and it actually makes more sense and this is what i was explaining to Lene. that makes more sense if the earth was flat because rather than a round world with a bunch of spires sticking out in all different directions like a big pokey ball it's a bunch of spires around a flat earth all sticking up for the same electronic current which if you look at the north pole in the middle all of the magnetism would go around it like a magnetic donut just like magnets are flat the toroidal, so if that toroidal was, field thing or whatever they were talking about. Right. And if you have spires that are connecting to the ether or the aura or whatever it is that he's talking about, those layers of energy between us and the, um, the firmament, all of that would make sense for conductivity in those buildings if they were all pointed at the same direction up. If the earth was flat, that makes way more sense. That also would make sense for why... Um, you would have things like Tesla and uh, lightning strikes and whatnot all being focused. If I understand that in the heliocentric thing, the uh, uh, the idea of <clears throat> weather is an envelope 
And so technically it would still be the same. Um, but the idea of magnetism, when you're talking about the way that heliocentric works with the core and the moon, the speed at which we are traveling in the earth, just like a merry-go-round, would override the magnetism of the moon and the core if it was a globe. There, you would fly off of it just like any other centrifugal force. But like a merry-go-round that's flat, if you stand in the center of it, you're not going to fly off from the centrifugal force. You're going to actually be grounded. I, I'm actually glad mm. you brought that up because uh, I that was the same thing I thought too, is that gravity, as we're told, so we're told, is so we were, we're, a, told. We're, we're a ball, right? The more... You, the more mass, the more gravity. So Jupiter has like way more gravity because it's huge or right. whatever. So, but the idea is that we're spinning so fast on this ball that we stick to the surface. But if you tried that, I, I want to see somebody, I don't know if it's happened or not. I want to see somebody try this in a vacuum. Put a round ball in a vacuum and put water on it and see if it doesn't fly the fuck off when it spins. Right. It works. It works in a bucket. Like if you have water in a bucket and you spin it around fast enough, the water sticks, but it's on the inside of the bucket. It's not on the outside of the bucket. You know what I mean? I I can't wrap my head around how the ocean is, you know, lakes or whatever are glass. When we're spinning that fast, it should be flinging the fuck off all the time. Like, it should be dry. Centrifugal forces would send it outward. I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm not a scientist, if you can't tell. No, but I totally, like, when I watched those videos and when I was still even more skeptical than I am now because I'm in the middle as well. But when I was way more skeptical, it was easy to just go, well, scientists have already explained that, you know, with the, with the you know, right. we should be whipping off the planet or the water should be whipping off the planet. Well, science has already protected from that, protected us from that scary thought, haven't they? Like that was my thinking at that time. And now it's like, I don't know that like, Ben, you explained it really well with how that really wouldn't, Gravity's not going to keep that amount of shit on this rock in that in those circumstances. No, but think about it this way. If you have two magnets like poles stuck on each side of a plate and you fling that plate like a Frisbee, the magnets are going to stay. It has enough mag uh, magnetism to actually keep those there. And if you had something stuck to that magnet, it would also stay there because it would be based in the center of the moving disc. But if you take the, a baseball and dunk it in that same bucket of water that Joe's talking about and throw a fastball as fast as you can, the first thing you're going to see is all of that water flinging off in the same exact direction that the ball is spinning. It's not right. going to stay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's that's weird, too, because for a while I've been kind of trying to hold on to this idea that maybe Earth is just way bigger than we've been told. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm but, starting to think, too. Yeah. But what we're saying right here kind of doesn't let that be the end of it. You know, it, it kind of right. just kind of pushes that flat plane a little bit. Which is what that I guy explained, to. which is what that guy explained in the documentary is it is it's the idea that when you look at a clock, which is why he ties those in. If you look at any of the old archaic clocks, they usually have a circle that goes around with the hands at different times of the day. Um, that, according to him, is the 12 astrological signs that are constant of the flat Earth. And that circle is a depiction of that outer ring. Basically, the way that he explained it is most of it gets frozen in this with this center that's warm. 
And as the sun and as the sun and moon spin over a period of 2400 years, you go from one astrological sign to the next 2400 years later, it's the next, which means that every 24,000 years, you would get back to that side of where we're at today. And it would thaw. Um, and that explains and it would, what they talk about with the Ice Age. Yes. It, it's been frozen for that long because the fucking dome or whatever hasn't been around that part of the, the world for that long. It's the idea of a big saucer with a smaller saucer in the middle, just like the clocks. And what happens is as one side is melting in, the other side is freezing. And so it ends up moving like this, where if you think about a larger plate with a circular frozen center, center, um, what ends up happening is you end up moving around a much bigger realm than what we know as the Earth today, which makes sense with the treaty of 1959 and 1961. If there was something on the other side way farther out, probably more than any of our planes fuel could last, even if we fueled up right at the ice wall. I, I think that it goes far enough that you may not be able to get there. But then if you look at Admiral Byrd or if you want to you know, say that that was plausible, it does sound like you might be able to get past the ice enough to see these other parts of our quote unquote realm. So I, mm. I, I like that, too. But I also have a problem with like the if there's extra ter- extraterrestrials, extra Earth and the mm. ETs are actually coming from these other portions of this realm. How are they getting past the firmament? I mean, I've heard it called a hard, fast barrier, you know, a, a dome, whatever you want to call it. Maybe it's nothing more than like electromagnetic, like shielding or something. And they figured out a way to get past that. Because if it's a dome and you can't go past it, then where the fuck are the ETs coming from in that view? You know what I mean? I'm thinking, I'm thinking frequency. Man, well, I think I'm, that I'm... the, I think that the dome covers the whole realm. Which means oh. that if we're on one edge of it, that means that the that the center of the dome is much, much higher than where we are at located, where the ice wall and ring ends up traveling over those 2400 years. So the firmament, it, basically, if our world that we know of inside the Antarctic ice wall is on one edge of the world or not located or even if it is located near the center, the idea is is that wherever we can't go on the other side of the walls, that stretches the firmament that we know of, which is why we can't see the edge of it on our world, because we're actually only in one small portion of the realm. And if the firmament stretches across the whole realm, it's much bigger than what we're going to be able to see in our flat earth. Damn. Yeah, have you guys and this seen is coming five... admittedly from people who are not flat earthers. We're just looking into shit. Just no, that's that's my whole point is all of this started all of this started coming together for me. Everything that Corey, everything that Corey has said, everything that those documentaries said. And I still have seven of the eight hours of that second documentary to listen to. <laughs> and I'm still like all of these things have started to click with all of these different guests. And I discredited pretty much all of them at the beginning. And now that I've heard enough of it and I've done enough of my own research because I go on rabbit trails, I don't get high very often. But when I do, it's a whale of a time. And uh, I end up getting all of these different these pinpoints of information that people have said, and it all has started to kind of piece together haphazardly because most of those speakers or, or things that I've learned, they were not told concurrently in the way that I just explained it. Some of them are some of the ideas are, but the other pieces to that have been things that I've been able to add in there. And when I add them in there, kind of like plugging in a certain part of a formula to an equation, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. 
and the pieces that have worked have kind of blown my mind a little bit. You guys see this image? Yes. Yeah. So this is what really freaks me out. This is like <laughs> supposedly a map found from like 10 centuries ago. And this is the 33 continent conspiracy. 33. This was found. I, yeah, it's always 33, right? And, you know, I saw a video where someone showed this map and they were like, this is why the Illuminati is obsessed with 33. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's many, many, many layers to it's many things. You know, these symbols have multiple meanings for multiple reasons. But this map freaks me out. And for the listeners who aren't watching, looking at it, it shows, you know, that UN map that Dave Weiss and, and Flat yep. Earthers use for the Flat Earth model where our continents are in the center. With the and, wreath showing the Antarctic wall every time. Right, exactly. And then there's all these what look like kind of like leaves on the ground. But it's all these land masses way outside. And you got to imagine, just like you were saying, from the tip of you know, all these continents right here out to the, to the closest one would be hundreds and hundreds of miles, maybe thousands, thousands. Yeah. That'd be thousands. Yeah, thousands. But, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about, okay. So look at the, the, um, distance of that outer ring, that mm -hmm. distance of that outer ring is as wide as North to South of our American continent. Mm -hmm. So it would be literally at least three to 4,000 miles thick now what this does and the reason why this would freak me out is because this supports hollow earth it supports the idea that creatures on the other side are trying to get into the middle and that is why within the arctic circle we have been able to find them Ooh, that's interesting and really creepy right Jesus. so they're trying to get to <laughs> us and that would actually make sense as to why they made the treaty all of the all of the world's, uh, you know, uh, governments are trying to keep them at bay, almost like an alien invasion. And if the hollow earth theory, the idea of the treaty is all to be believed, that would all make perfect sense that they're trying to get to the center. We're trying to keep them out. So yeah, what is think about it? Doesn't it look like an egg in the scent? Like a, and we said it gets warm in the middle, right? Right. <laughs> so uh, it's, Dave, a, it's David a Weiss, very vulnerable is... egg. David Weiss is uh, surprisingly he went on a conspiracy in the forest with Kyle the other day and yeah it was he, great he's, yeah he's really upped his game with his graphics like I don't remember him bringing that many uh maybe it's because it was only audio at that point but he he really showed some crazy stuff and it kind of looked like that um mm. but so what is the sky then like if it's a flat realm that could stretch out to infinity what the fuck is up there? There's still something up there, dome or not. There's something past the dome, too. That's what I can't rack my brain around. Like, it, what are the planets? Why do they look round? I mean, the moon looks round, whatever. I just, I had a thought, though. I went out to piss real quick, and uh, I was wondering how many, <laughs> I was wondering how many people visit Antarctica. It's not that many, obviously, for obvious reasons. And you, apparently, you're only allowed in certain spots or very so far. specific spots. But uh, between you're allowed at like what McMurdo and like one spot outside of McMurdo, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, Sorry, and their reasons ahead. are are to not disturb the penguins. We're not worried about fucking rummaging through the Amazon forest, but don't fucking disturb the penguins because they serve a fucking purpose. You know, they go waddle around <laughs> and act retarded. But it says, uh, I just did a quick <laughs> a quick search. It says uh, between April uh, 2016 and 2017, 
44,000 travelers came to the continent, and that number has been steadily rising since 2011. Okay, that is a very minute portion of the population, and it's only oh, yeah. in portions that they're allowed to be in. Out of I 8 mean, billion? If, yeah, that's not if even we're to believe the that scope. there's 8 billion people, however you want to think right. about that. But True. That's nothing. And they're so like, here, you know, everybody would have to be in on it, bro. It's like, you know how many people have been to ter- Antarctica? Not very many. <laughs> here's a terrifying thought. Okay, so, uh, Andy, you said it was terrifying, the idea that there were, you know, 33 continents, multiple outside of the center, right? Mm-hmm. Joe, you brought up what's up, uh, what's up there. Okay, well, think about it this way. If we're only capable of seeing uh, to the horizon, uh, regardless of where you go, let's say that you go to the edge of what we know or, or the ice wall or whatever, you're only going to be able to see so far again. So think about it this way. If what we can see above us only stretches as far as our eyes can see left and right, what do you think it would be once we got on the other side of that ice wall and might be able to see farther to the other continents? Or what do they see in the sky if you're that much farther away? I mean, you're talking about tens of thousands of miles. So yeah. once once and if you got to another continent, the one thing that flat earthers all teach is that the stars are what remain the same. But if we're in the center, we only see the same stars. We see this much above us that stretches out to what we can see. But if you go out this way, you're going to get a farther view of what's on the outside of those constellations. So on top of what we don't know about our own sky, if the 33 continent idea is to believe in the ice wall and all of the stuff, what would you see in the sky if you got outside of that and actually got to the edge of our realm? Thanos, maybe. <laughs> True. <laughs> fucking sea Iron Man. Something terrible. Galactus, for God's sake. The gods. Something terrible. Yeah. The gods, perhaps. I mean, I feel like it's creepy that this idea is becoming more and more realistic to me. I mean, maybe we're all right? just uneducated idiots, right? But maybe that's the first step in uh, exiting the Matrix is to be like, challenge everything you've ever been taught. Don't believe anybody. Think for yourself. Look at everything, and all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, I feel fucking dumb." Cool. Well, you know what? <laughs> Can they you could imagine do to help us prove it? They could just allow us to go to Antarctica for less than ten thousand dollars, because that's how much it costs to go to Antarctica. You can totally go. I just looked it up. So you can take an excursion yeah. from Tierra del Fuego in South America to just the little peninsula in Antarctica for ten thousand U.S. dollars. Or you can take a cruise for fourteen to fifteen thousand, making it nearly impossible for a normal person to go there. So if people have questions, why don't they just let us fly over it and be like, "Okay, we were wrong. We'll we'll shut up and yeah. stick to your, you know, heliocentric narrative." If there's an NDA you sign if you go down there too. Like if they're like, "Oh yeah, you can go down here to this po- this spot that we tell you you can." Right. Here's some paperwork to sign that you will not, you know, take pictures or do whatever. Like, I could totally see mm. that. I'm sure you have to At sign least... a lot of waivers just to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably have to sign something, like, where the fine print's like, if you do do this, you will be shot. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Oh, it's... Probably have yeah, it's Area 51 for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just being well, there, I've... I think. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a video just the other day of uh, some some guys in a fisher boat, fisherman boat uh, got as close as they could to Antarctica before the I saw you know, that. Yeah, dude. I mean, that was real shit. Fucking Navy I mean, ships and stuff. They're like, you need to change course to this coordinate immediately. And you need to stay on that course until you hit land. And they, they were like, like they were like, dude, miles away. Yeah. They're like, we're, 
we're just fucking fishing. Like we're not even anywhere near the penguins. And they're like, Mm-mm, turn around. Like there was, and the crazy part was, is that it was an American fucking shipway out there. Wow. That's well, that the crazy part. I mean, it's all the same government, right guys? I mean, they well, I mean, they're all, they're all, they you know, be. working together. <laughs> uh, I, I, the, that part is what adds a lot of validity to me is the treaty. The fact that that is there and people have tried and they cannot get within a stone's throw of the wall unless it is a toured attraction site. And all of the governments are like, yeah, this is one thing we all agree on. You can't go there is I'm like, yeah. fucking why? Why do you yeah. care if I want to go over the ice wall and fucking die? Why? Why? Why do you give a shit? Well, Let me go out there. That's the longest running treaty in fucking history ever. You can't challenge it, to, especially it till to like be what, respected. 20, 50 something. It's crazy. And probably on purpose. There's probably a reason Absolutely. why at that point, you know, it's always going to it seems like they want that situation to be like, you know, us as the child being like, well, I want to. And they're like, <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Go ahead. And then, like, it's not, you know, they did something or whatever. Well, and it, I just thought about this. Is, is it ironic or not that from 1959 to 1961, when they made the treaty and started observing it, um, that would have been 100 years after the idea of the 1860s not having any humans in all of those uh, things. But now it can also be contested an additional 100 years after the treaty was made, 200 years after that whole thing up. I don't know if there's any significance Ooh. to that, but I'm like, well, a hundred years is a pretty good guess that most of the people who are around for the treaty and around for that start yeah. are going to be dead. Yeah, that's true. But man, this is this is pretty intense. You know, what's weird too is I was um, <laughs> I I always heard Admiral Byrd's statement, and I always thought that he just was talking about how massive Antarctica was. I always took it that way. I tried not to to fly off the handle with it because I listened to it. And his direct quote is, there's a landmass that's like nearly the size of the United States beyond the pole. And I always just assumed he meant, I am shocked at how big Antarctica is. Yeah. I literally took it that way. I thought maybe we're all just running crazy with this quote. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but then there's all this. So I don't know. And then there's his journal that can't be confirmed. You guys know about that, right? right? Which goes off into bananas land, into, you know, giants with, you know, massive fruit under the earth and all that. So it's, it's very weird. Well, like, how, do, and then he, if, <laughs> how does he go from Operation High Jump to, you know, Aryan giants underneath the earth? Well, and let's talk, you know? let's talk cinema for a minute because in, in, in predictive programming. So we, we're here, we're hearing and seeing all of these things now in, in the age of information. And uh, you look back at the movies, journey to the center of the earth. You're looking at um, even the idea that in the last Godzilla versus uh, what's it called them um, Kong, Kong that they had the idea of where that magnetism is in hollow earth. And they literally put the hollow earth theory in full form in the movie. And I'm like, I understand that the whole purpose is to say, ha ha, hollow earth on the big screen. And everybody goes, ah, it's a movie. Yeah, we get it. It's fake. <laughs> and that's the immediate part is that it's like, yeah, they put it in a movie. It's fake. That 
to me is exactly the purpose of putting it in the movie because oh, we've it's talked a movie. about that a you're bunch. supposed to go about fake. it's yeah, so exactly. easy to, so easy to discredit something if it's in a movie and that seems like it's by design i i talked about that a year ago about men in black where it's like they put it out there on purpose so that it's easy to discredit it's like no that's a movie dude it's men in black you're stupid you know hold on i got to i got to call my daughter oh okay well, okay. we can get, we can wrap up, dude. I don't. It's late over there. I know. No, it's all good, man. I'll keep. It's up to you guys. You know, we're just shooting the shit and having a good time. But um, yeah, it is getting a little bit late anyway. <laughs> so uh, I don't. <laughs> this has been a weird night, man. I got called out. Remember, like halfway through that video, my wife said there was someone knocking at our door, and then they were gone. So I like was outside looking around and everything. It's been a weird. It's been a weird day. Was there a bag of poo on your porch? <laughs> there was no flaming poo, thank God. Oh, good. He called the poop shit. Did do you live in an area? Have has that ever happened before? Like not really, but we're like right on a main street, so there's oh. bound to be weirdos here and there. But it still is just like what the fuck. So yeah, it's just been kind of a weird night anyway. So fuck it. You know, it's we can always <laughs> do this again. You know. But um, but thank you guys for coming on and hanging out for a while. Oh yeah, it's been real. yeah, thank you. Love it. Always love talking and to you. I, uh, we've talked about it. We're always on the same wavelength. Like it doesn't matter what we're talking about. We can just go. Yeah, we don't need like a oh, legit yeah. topic or anything like that. We can just, we can all uh, plan a trip to Antarctica together. You're definitely on board. Yeah, I want to just fly yes. a drone over Antarctica. I'm like now just contemplating all There's of these no ways. There's no way they're gonna let <laughs> that, that happen. I know, but if it gets shot down, that's definitely evidence of like, ooh, something fucky's going on. I mean, I well, won't they, try to row a boat out there, but you can't even. So the the fishermen that got turned away, they wouldn't have been able to fly a drone up that would have probably lasted long enough to even get to the continent. You know wow. what I mean? They were that far away. We only away. have them. They, yeah, and they, they're only up there for like an hour and then they're dead. So you got to yeah. think you probably got to fly it for like a half an hour and then fly it back. You know, mm. Recharge we don't it. have the military funding yet where they, they'll hand us those in like 10 years, right? Yeah. We'll have those crazy drones that they were using on like Iraqi civilians. Yeah, like, yeah you guys can just play with these now. <laughs> I was looking up how to build a satellite and how to build the rocket propulsion system to get the satellite up. <laughs> So that Holy I could shit. check its frequency. And so, but you could technically put a camera on it. It would just be very expensive. Um, and then to be able to track it, you have to pay for the frequency. It's very oh, costly. Of it's like in the millions. You, you know. <laughs> I know. I don't care at that point. Fuck it. We're all going down at that you point. Heard it. it doesn't matter. You heard it here first. Legit Bat is starting their own space program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. On That'd a very, very minimal budget. Sorry. Pretty much not going to happen. We're going to make a drone out of a lawnmower. It's going to be gas powered. It's going to be crazy. I think if we collect enough balloons, we can all build a massive balloon together and put a GoPro on it and see what happens. Can you imagine the military just shoots it all down? It's like a sad birthday party. They're like, fuck your birthday. That would be amazing. <laughs> that sounds be like a worth movie. it. Just like, like I like said, up. I think the old, like I think I mentioned it on that show with uh, Alex Stein and uh, and Ryan from Dangerous World. We, I was saying how you got to send a fake robot penguin to Antarctica to explore. That's how you do it, just remotely. You know, That's a great idea. We'll just get, 
just get a really good penguin costume and go, go down there yourself. You're like, I'm the world's tallest penguin. Actually, I could probably get just away with that. Don't say that. Don't say I'm, it, though. I'm a small guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I could probably get away with it. I'm down. Somebody send me a good penguin costume and the funds to get down there. I will go check some shit out. Baby, you're going to get shot in the penguin costume. Oh, shit. They're going to be like, uh, we need to study it or it's definitely a person. And you're going to freeze to death real fast. <laughs> well, it'll, it would have to be an insulated penguin costume. Yeah. Basically Extremely. a space suit yeah, with a, a penguin costume over it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ben looks like he has to go. We should probably get out of here. Sorry. <laughs> All right, guy. Hey, no, it's fine. Hey, you guys have a great night. We'll talk soon. All right. Hell Everybody yeah. go check out Legit Bad if you don't already. All right. Have a great night. Later, buddy. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.